and welcome back. You are listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Lottie, and today we'll be diving into intuition. What is intuition? How do we access our intuition? What does intuition mean just in general? I am with Sammy Kate. She is a freelance writer, and she is launching a program here coming up very soon called Intuition Alchemy. So let's welcome Sammy. How are Hi. you? Hi, Sarah. Doing good. Um, she right now is walked in across the, oh. the river. Yeah. 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 In Costa Rica. Yeah. So she's coming to us from Costa Rica, which I'm very jealous because that river that she just hiked across is absolutely gorgeous with turquoise water and she's in the jungle. And I mean, how can we be mad at that really? <laughs> well, we're mad. We're yeah. just not there. Yeah. I wish. I know. I wish everyone was here. <laughs> We all just leave and pile into Costa Rica. Um, yeah, exactly. So why don't you just start off by telling us about the the program that you have coming up so we can talk about that and you can give us a little insight into what that is. When are you planning to fully launch it? And just so everybody knows, I will put um, all of her contact information into the description box below. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so Intuition Alchemy literally just became like a week ago, and it was from my personal journey right now. And yeah, I had a pretty wild past month and a half, um, came out to Costa Rica with a partner, and we split up, and uh, I had a kidney stone pass, and just everything kind of happening at once. Um which I felt so blessed to have been in this amazing country to explore what was actually happening and, um, and to also make more sense of this gift of intuition that, you know, I feel I personally have overlooked many times in my life and have denied and have pushed aside. And it's just became this, epiphany that was like no that is the medicine that is the actual thread of our higher self and spirit and what wants to come through to this physical body and choices that we get to make so intuition alchemy is going to be a four-week program that allows us as a group to explore how to be more in touch with our higher self and intuitive inklings that we have at all times can be challenging to access in a city, in an apartment, or yeah, it's just, it feels really, really hard when I was living in the States, which I still am going back to, but it feels like this connection that we so deeply want to touch and for whatever reason, it's also incredibly far off in the distance somewhere, but that doesn't have to be the case. And I'm hoping through this four-week program, we can all experience that threshold together of what it means to be in relationship to our higher self and have a consistent connection to it mm -hmm. moving forward. I love that um, because, yeah, I think, you know, especially when you're on the spiritual path and you start learning these things, you can look back um, throughout your life and you're like, oh my gosh, I was being shown like so strongly, like, don't go over there, do that. You know what I mean? And like, you just sometimes are like, nah, 
I'm going to just do it anyway. Or like you push it off and then, you know, it either takes you on a bad course or I've found recently through, like, if I would have followed certain intuitions, it might've taken me a little bit closer to where I'm trying to go earlier on. And, you know, and I mean, every path is fine. It all keeps getting you to where you want to go, but you can take the long road or you can take the shorter road or you can take this, like the, I don't want to say the safe road as you're not living, but in the road that when you listen to that part of yourself, you're not going way off course road, you know? And like, yes, you'll learn a bunch of things and whatever, but we can kind of like keep ourselves more on course to where we're really trying to go by understanding and listening to and, 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 and trusting. And I think that's the biggest thing with intuition is the trust. And I don't know where along the road (sighs) of human evolution, did they, pull us away from that, why, why that teaching mm-hmm. isn't there, you know, if we don't have very spiritual or in tune parents on that level, that understanding of this, like that teaching, I mean, it should be from birth. Like this is this other part of you. And like, I, I like how you said that it's like, yeah, like bridging that gap of this thing that feels like it's this other thing way out there. Like that small little voice that, that isn't a part of you or isn't you or you have a disconnection to and bridging the gap between that and trusting that voice over this, you know, reasoning that will stand in the way. And then it's like, you know, then you don't have those moments like, Oh yeah. You know, I felt I shouldn't have gotten in that car or walked Mm -hmm. down the alleyway, or I knew I shouldn't have X, Y, Z. And now I have to do so many more steps to rectify this small thing that mm. the little bird tweeting in your ear is like, Hey, you know, um, I yeah. wanted to share. Cause I, I was curious because intuition to me has been a word for me that actually, I don't know if I even heard the word intuition much before I began like a really deep spiritual, uh, journey. And so I was curious, uh, right before we jumped on here to see what the, like the actual dictionary version of intuition is. And it says, this is from the Webster dictionary, the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. That's one of the definitions. Mm. And the other one is a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than from conscious reasoning. So the intuition Latin verb translates as consider. And then the late middle English word intuit is to contemplate. Okay. Those are pretty spot on. I mean, I guess, but also that's what our mind has formulated it to be. And so, yeah, the human language is fascinating. We can create words from experiences and but I like that they made it pretty simple for those that are you know maybe learning about intuition and what that actually represents in their life mm-hmm. right and then this is something that also I wanted to share this I actually posted this on my Instagram the other day and I found this I don't remember what where it came across my path, but I loved it. It was ignoring your intuition and denying what you feel is self-betrayal. And I thought that statement was so powerful, like really powerful. That really hit something. It was almost like after I like initially read that, 
before I even posted it, it was almost like I had a life review <laughs> of all my, mm. all my intuition, self betrayals, you know, and it, it really struck something really deep in me. And I feel like this, us coming together now and, and, and talking about this and doing this episode is as I was telling you, when we were messaging each other is earlier this week, before I even knew we were going to do this, what did we just decide this two days ago or something? Yeah. Um, so it was like either this weekend or earlier this week, long before we'd even really gotten into anything. Um, my intuition, <laughs> my, my higher self, my guides were telling me you need to do your next episode needs to be on intuition. And I was kind of like mm. thinking of like, Oh, I would love to have a guest on that one. Like who, but I wasn't really, you know, nothing was really solidly coming in, like call that person and, and make it happen. And then it's just instant, it, interesting, like organically, we fell into just doing a podcast and then that, you know, you're launching this intuition program earlier this week. I'm already thinking I want to do an intuition episode. And then like, here we are. And that's the beauty of following intuition, you know, yeah. and, and listening to, to what, you know, your higher self is guiding you to do. And it's like, they were right on. And then, and then also seeing that, um, that thing that I posted before I posted it and having it really strike a chord. It's just, it's, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of following intuition. That's intuition. Like at its best is mm -hmm. stringing it all together and following, you know, sometimes the little breadcrumbs that are leading you to something it's leading. It led me to this conversation. Like you can't, you can't make that up. You know, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. When, when that happens, it's like, it feels like you're in the realm of magic. You're just like, okay, like, I'm just gonna, what's the formula? Like, what just happened? How did I create this with the universe? And what do I need to keep doing to kind of keep this happening? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you followed your breadcrumbs because me too, we were just chatting. You randomly reached out to me about uh, asking me how Costa Rica is. And then I looked yeah. at your Instagram and to see what you're up to, because, you know, we met and you told me you were an actor and a writer. And so I saw that you also had a podcast and yeah, literally yeah. just reaching out and just kind of staying curious. Like, why did this person message me? Maybe there is like something we're supposed to be doing together at right. this time. So. so just to share with everyone else, so Sammy and I actually just recently met um, in the middle of January at a peyote ceremony and in Malibu. So she was the one that was kind of was a, a shuttle to bring some of us from the Whole Foods parking lot up to the <laughs> event. And um, so I just get in this girl's car that I never met. Now, I mean, I'm yeah. sitting here, so I know. And then we went yeah. through this beautiful 10-hour journey together, which you'd done peyote before, correct? Yeah, yeah, I had done it growing up in Miami. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'd never done it, and most of the people there had never done it. Yeah, so we did a beautiful 10-hour journey together, and then it was mm -hmm. as I was leaving, we really chatted a little bit more, and then that was it, and we got each other's Instagrams, and... Yeah, you just popped into my head the other day and I was like, I'm just going to say hi. Like I, that's I love to keep connection, you know, and keep yeah. connection and community going. So, yeah, and then here we are. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I really I resonated with your energy and you came into the car and I just felt immediately like comfortable and relaxed and mm -hmm. um I 
was kind of on another breadcrumb of my journey coming to Malibu and being like a support with Ron, who was the one leading the ceremony. He invited me as his guest. Um, I was living in Nevada City and going through kind of the beginning phases of what is now finally being shown to me. And at the time, I was still in that stuckness, like, ugh. I just remember being like, I so badly wanted to be present with all of you. Mm -hmm. And the whole experience, I was just still in this like push and pull within my own self of really wanting to like go through, you know, the ceremony and what it draws out in us, which is, you know, this new uh, perspective. And I was still staying in my small self, mm -hmm. um, which I call it the small self because it's the one that is just still attached to what is currently happening, but not serving and feels like a lot of anxiety and fear, which is a beautiful thing. I mean, it's all information. And um, but anyway, so that's yeah, I was really happy to meet you and glad that we got to stay connected in this way. And yeah, yeah. And then now and then now and then now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. That's what happened. Yeah. But I will say the last few things that you said to me before we parted ways, you know, I, I asked you a question about these transformative experiences and, you know, have you ever experienced something that was so intense and um, you were just so sweet and honest and shared some really personal information with me of your experience in life and um, certain things that didn't work out for you and how, yeah, it just, it took time to get out to the other side and, oh, and in the moment, you know, it's so hard to hear. Cause I'm just yeah. like, Ugh, you want it time. to be over. You want to be yeah. on the other side. And yeah, it's, it's, everything is like a journey. It's, yeah. you know, everything's like a marathon, not a race. Like it's, mm -hmm. and then over time, when you look back, and you really can look at it and kind of analyze it or see the story of it. You're like, oh, I needed that whole pro. I couldn't have just go A to B. I needed every little thing in between was so yeah. integral part to the growth, to the, you know, to fully get to the, to the next, to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we are literally our own walking information and healer and, um, mm -hmm. wisdom keeper. And, and yes, we do need, I absolutely personally feel like I need support. I have a life coach right now who I've been working with for a couple of years on and off whenever I'm really going through something and because we have this connection where I trust her and she just gets me and doesn't judge me mm -hmm. um she just is like my little cheerleader you know no matter what I'm going through and so after the peyote meeting in Malibu I decided to stay in LA area because it's actually where I'm originally from I was born in Santa Monica and felt like there was a thread or a piece that was missing that I wanted to pick up for myself mm -hmm. and still going through this emotional turmoil. I spoke to my life coach, like on the side of the road in front of the ocean. And it was such a gorgeous day and scene. 
And I was just expressing to her how frustrated I was and how I didn't feel like I was where I really wanted to be internally and having this inner battle. And she just said simply to me, like, well, what would it look like if you just stopped resisting it? And you allowed where you are right now to be a thousand percent okay. And it changed everything for me because I was fighting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it led me here. Yeah. And I just, I kind of just eased into the whole situation that I was in, um, in this relationship. And we came out to Costa Rica to later have the breakup here. And so. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was more of an easier journey because you kind of let go of the, of the struggles or the, the mind battle. Exactly. Yeah. It was a bit tricky because I felt like if I would have let go, then it would have led the situation on further, which I simultaneously didn't want to happen, but I just emotionally wasn't ready to let go. So we were in this like torturing ourselves phase and, um, there had been like physical violence. There was like, there was pretty deep and heavy, Mm -hmm. um, details but yeah you mentioning you kind of touched on that lately yeah that it was it wasn't an easy situation yeah yeah Yeah. so that was why when she said to relax into it all my nervous system was like "Ah, like how do I relax right now yeah like like fight or flight kind of like how I relax into something that's innately internally feels unsafe yeah yeah and then how did you do that then because that would be a, like, how did you relax into that then? Or like, let, or like allow, like, let go a little bit with. Yeah. That's with the situation. Yeah. And um, with your internal self, like, um, kind of freaking out about, cause that, that's quite a feat. It's quite a talent mm-hmm. to be able to do that under the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're a sensitive person, you know, Mm -hmm. which so many of us are. And so we can't really lie. We can't walk around without this look on our face of like, save me, help me. Like, I felt like I looked like that all the time, but I think the more I just was like, okay, like, I'm just gonna continue to like, love myself hold my boundaries, but still be in this for as long as I need to until I get like the, the actual message of like enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And so it still looked like struggle. It still looks like chaos at times. And Mm -hmm. we, we just kept meeting each other, but you know, the more I was like relaxing, the more he was, it was just so clear. Like there became this, uh, control thing he began to do even more. And I would be like, okay, like this isn't going to work and you can't control me. And so mm-hmm. it just got more and more clear and it was just ridiculous. Cause at that point you'd think I would have like fully stepped out, but then I stepped in even more and was like, let's go to Costa Rica. <laughs> and this being a place that is incredibly healing for it's just like, natural qualities um 
I knew something was going to happen here mm-hmm. and it did. And look and, at that. Um, I mean, then that we can put the intuition right there on that piece. Exactly. You know, you're just yeah. following, you are following your way out really. Yeah. And it, your intuition was leading you out in the best course of action. So I feel yeah. like there's something in that as well. Exactly. That, yeah. that and to an outside eye, like someone that wants to be judgmental, like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They could put that journey down in a sense. But mm-hmm. taking it back to what you were saying about like us innately, we, we are our own healers. We are our own guides. We are our own reason. We're our own. That's what our intuition is. It's it's our personal guide that actually knows what's best for us better than any single person, even your mother and father, even your brother and sister, even your significant other. They don't know your journey, your path. They don't know what you came here to sign up to do. They don't know what lessons you came here to learn. They don't know what's your best course of action for your personal growth or journey or whatever. It's you and this other piece of you, you know, the, the, yeah. the guide you. And it might yeah. look messy on the outside or even to your own brain, but really it had a, such a plan for you that conventionally might not have looked, you know, socially, whatever, you know what I mean? But you followed it and look at to what it, where it took you. Now you're sitting talking to me while you're sitting in the jungle. I mean, that's beautiful and you're safe and you're healthy and you know, like, yeah, yeah, no, you said it perfectly. Thank you for crystallizing all that. And um, yeah, and so the hard part then too is to not care what other people think. Um, that's a huge lesson huge. for me right now and probably always or has been because I cared like so much what my friends think mm-hmm. um, and if I'm doing it right my life, but like I feel way more taken care of here than I have in the past year and yeah so wow intuition intuition yeah yeah you cut out a little bit in the middle oh so I don't know I don't I I think I was just saying that I'm I feel the best now than I felt in the past year as far as my health, my mental health and that connection with my intuition. And so um, just praising like the, the angels and all the beings and people that have, you know, nudged me just a little bit, supported me just a little bit and allowed me to make decisions for myself because like you said that's all that matters is Mm -hmm. no one else is going to be able to create this journey for us and even though it might look crazy on the outside it it just is it makes sense in the long run when you can zoom out and see the bigger picture Mm -hmm. um, later on it all makes sense absolutely you know, it's, it's interesting because when I was uh, going through my divorce and I decided to leave my marriage, uh, my spiritual teacher, who he was one of my biggest teachers who taught me intuition, he um, does this mm-hmm. thing called Intuition Gym, where a group of us would meet up once a month and 
legitimately work our intuition together. But he said to me, he said, uh, you know, no one else's, this isn't anyone else's marriage. This isn't anyone else's divorce. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about, um, about you making this decision because it's not about them at all. And that was the biggest thing. It was like such great advice to keep me because I had many people like I lost friends over the divorce, you know, and Mm. I had many people who I would try to tell them why I was leaving and how much they would try to convince me of staying, even though I was in the most unhealthy, toxic thing. We weren't always toxic because we got into this really bad, toxic segment of time and I was not okay. And I was not healthy and I wasn't, I couldn't take care of myself. And like for any, it, it, it really, I don't know for anyone to try to tell me to stay in something just because of like culture or what's socially right, or like you shouldn't divorce. or like, you know, or even for religious purposes that I'm dying inside, I am not well it like blew my mind. Like my own health and happiness didn't mean as much as staying in a social looking good for other people or following the norm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's really Mm -hmm. like woke me up to a lot because then once I was on the other side of it and they really saw, they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, then there, there, those people come at you later. Like I really see, you know, but it's like, you really need to stick to. And it was my, it was my heart was pulling me out of the marriage. I felt like I didn't know anything that was going on. And my heart was just pulling me, pulling me, pulling me, pulling me out of this thing. I couldn't describe it to anyone. I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't even have the, all the answers or information of why I was leaving. I knew once I got out of the craziness and I looked back, now I can tell you exactly why I left. I mean, that was um, over three years ago. But at the time I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I have to go and I have to go now. And it was messy and it was gross and it was like hard. And, but now I get it, you know, and I had to follow my intuition. I had to follow that voice inside me. And then, like I said, it just, it pulled me by the heart and it just kept pulling me. And I was just like, it was like, I was just running without looking back. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have any idea how all these pieces are going to fall. Everyone's going to hate me. I can't even care about that. I got to keep going. Wow. So brave, right? Like so courageous and brave for you to do that. And to, I mean, I don't, I also don't understand where we've learned to just tell people like, no, it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. When every part of you is screaming inside, like, how does, how do people not see what's happening like, or understand me when I'm telling them I'm not happy? Like, what is this? Like, let's just keep it together mentality. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's not, that's not it. You know, it's really funny. Yeah. I was telling someone this the other day. I just remembered this. I went to this acupuncture during this time. This is before I even knew I was leaving my marriage. I was really depressed. So during this time, I, took every self-discovery course, self-help course, Mm. all this. I didn't, I thought everything that was wrong in my life was just me. I didn't look at my relationship. I didn't know it was my relationship. I really, I was like every day trying to like, I was the broken one. I was the wrong one. I was the piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. And trying to fix me, trying to fix me, 
it's not fixing. I'm still miserable. I'm still crying like all the time, you know? And I went to this acupuncture and he's like, I just, you know, I just don't understand what's wrong with you. It was a male for like, for an older male. Okay. An older Chinese male, not that that matters, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, he's, he's a foreigner as well. Right. He's like, I don't understand what's wrong with you. You have a job, which everyone would tell me this was a good job at the time. Okay. I hated my job, but everyone's like, but you get health insurance and, and it pays the bills. Not a lot. I made more money waiting tables than when I took this office job that's supposed to be socially acceptable. Right. Right. Um, you have a job, you have a good job, you have a husband. Like I, I just, I, I'm, I just, I don't understand why you're not happy. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Like I have a husband and I have a job. So therefore I should just, ma'am, you need to just shut up and be happy. Like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, excuse me. Sorry. I'll just go on with my day now. And yeah, but everything's great. Doubled over in the hallway on the weekends. And I'm not being dramatic. This was true. I would like collapse to the ground. He would work on weekends and I would be home because mm-hmm. I had my day job and I would bawl my eyes out and cry and cry and just think about ending my life because I didn't know uh, what I didn't have. You know what I mean? So then to go to like a doctory type person and it's not like we yeah. sat down, he was my counselor, but right. we were talking about different stuff. I don't really remember to like, make sure like, where are we putting the needles, blah, blah. And for him to just be like, sure oh no, you should be happy. You have a husband and a job. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important to talk about these things with people who, you know, kind of get it or get us. And Mm -hmm. it's so, yeah, it's vulnerable to share like with people who don't because they're just going to, you know, judge us or base it according to, you know, what their upbringing was like and what, and sure, like, we should be grateful. Like, I get it. Like, right. yes, we have these epic, you know, what could seem like we have abundance, we have love, but it's it's not this, I don't think that's what we're dealing with here. It's like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Like, people keep saying that to me here. People that are like millionaires now with Bitcoin, they're like, but th- I'm not happy. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Well, I have $1,000 in my bank account and I feel pretty happy. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely having a little bit of a hard time, but like I'll make it through. So yeah, we already know about the whole money thing and happiness, but yeah. 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 We have to be careful with the people we share this sensitive information with. And I wish like that was more apparent in these alternative medicine worlds too, like acupuncture or um, I don't know what else is yeah, Chinese medicine and um I mean, even our doctor or whoever our doctor is, you know, not to say they Uh should be our therapists, but just to learn some basic nonviolent ways of communicating could be really monumental for people that um, are going through life crisis, not just a health crisis. Right. Um, And that health crisis a lot of times stems from life crisis in a sense. Like I was when I wasn't conscious of what was happening in my marriage yet, or what the seed of everything that was going on, I was having, Mm. um, autoimmune stuff pop up. Mm. And the minute I started changing a lot of stuff that all went away, I don't have autoimmune. Like 
it, but it, all these weird things were happening and it was because, you know, but then like, okay, we can take it back because in, in part of my relationship, I was, I was in it for the long haul. And then there was a switch, right. And I didn't really realize the switch. And then we were still in a trajectory. So I followed the trajectory, right. Right. Yeah. Even though something deep in me, that something being my intuition, being my higher self was kind of nudging me being like, this is kind of done, you know? And then I made, you know, a, a move that a lot of people do thinking that it will change things. They either have a baby or get married. Mm. Right. So yeah. I got married thinking that some things would change and they didn't. And they, that's when it got worse. That's when it like started really, you know, he went one way and I was going another way and the, you know, but I was getting nudges. And if I really look back, I was getting nudges and mm -hmm. I've never said this on the podcast. And I've actually wanted to do an episode about, whoa, she fell over. Right. <laughs> Everything <laughs> fell over. I have a water bottle as a stand. Right oh, now, funny. So. Excuse me, everyone. We're getting this together out here. <laughs> um, what's so interesting is that when I got married, I haven't said this, not a lot of people know this, but yeah. Um, after we had said our vows and we were leaving, I want to say walk back down the aisle. It wasn't in a church. It was outside, but we walked back down the aisle, so to speak. And I like, we're moving away from the crowd and all of a sudden really loud. My intuition was like, or my guides or whoever yelled at me. They're like, that was fun. Too bad it's not going to last. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Whoa, what? Wow. You're telling it to a girl on her wedding day after she said I do. Oh. And she's down the, like, you're literally like, and then I was like, well, what do they, what do they mean? You know? And then leading up to me leaving him a couple months before all of a sudden, it, I remember it was Thanksgiving and for my audience, I'll go into this in more detail on a different thing. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I was laying in bed one night. It was Thanksgiving and this, some stuff had happened. And all of a sudden, really loudly, they go divorce. And I was mm. like, I hadn't even thought of divorce. Like I, this Ugh. was, and I was like, Whoa, what, what is that? What is like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then it was just months later. Like it was like rapid, like just a, like two months later, like the bottom fell out. And oh. I was just like, I'm out. And but it's just interesting how they were, they were being like, it was like little, you know, little nudges, little things, little things, then a little bit louder, mm -hmm. then a little bit louder, then a little bit louder. And then it was to where I couldn't even, they're just divorce, you know? Oh. Yeah. I'm only saying, ugh, because I know that feeling that's just like, it's sickening. It's like nauseating, like, why, you know? And it's like, okay, like I hear you in the back of my head, but fudge like uh yeah what is this and then like how okay now? great but how is this gonna work like what do you even exactly mean? i don't know how this is right. all gonna work out like right. you know what is this a conversation like do i like book a ticket and have a solo girls trip like i don't know like yeah, yeah. so i our, our intuitions are really it's a very precious gift and i i mm -hmm. you know if people are like well i'm not intuitive everybody's intuitive everyone has intuition we're born with it it's part of our birthright some people that are just more intuitive they've just been paying attention yeah. or working the muscle 
more or longer than other people that are just oblivious to it, don't understand it, or think it's, don't believe it or don't trust it for whatever reason. But I think the bigger teaching in all of it in general is to start teaching people and what you're doing um, is to teaching people to listen to that, to strengthen that, to understand that, to connect with that part of themselves, because it's a huge part of us that we are not taught about. It is not even really talked about until really you start really getting into the spiritual community. Like people might talk about it here and there, but. Exactly. We are back. We had a little technical difficulties. <laughs> she got frozen in the jungle. So <laughs> she's back. Um, I know surprises lasted this long. <laughs> what was that? I'm surprised like good service has lasted. Oh, long. right. Totally. Yeah. Like we're, you're doing good for being in the middle of the jungle. Like it's pretty impressive. Thank you. So as you were so, saying, when you um, got cut off, yeah. Yeah. I think I was sharing about how, uh, when I was younger, I was getting more involved in ceremonies and I was having these incredible manifestations happen to me really fast like I just felt like I was limitless you know when you take if you've seen any of those movies you take that pill and everything is just like right in front of you everything you ask for happens and um and yeah and so with that said just talking about tuition and how we want to figure out this formula around how to keep on this track uh, of intuition and so that it it doesn't fall off the wayside and then we have to build it back up and so I even kind of studied this a little bit in school uh, as far as just like understanding different religious sects and there's quite a few different belief systems like for instance the Kabbalah there's a whole beautiful designed um system that incorporates intuition and there are certain prayers and songs and ways to connect with these ancient kind of uh, traditions that understand these interdimensional realms that we, we can't quite see as to why things are unfolding the way they are. And even in those books that I was studying and reading, it all really talks about how we have to speak from that place of truth from Mm -hmm. honest integrity and that's the difference I find from when I'm in my ego state and acting from more of this head space they call it the godhead Mm -hmm. uh, compared to being in my authentic um integral just you know beyond my name my own being space and So I find when I'm acting from that, or not even acting, but when I'm just being, that is enough to kind of start to create these breadcrumbs and be in alignment with everything around me. Because life is eagerly waiting for us to pay attention and to stay aware. And we have awareness. This is a natural gift that's also given. So 
we have all these gifts. Like I'm, my love language is gifting. And I feel like the universe just keeps saying like, well, here you go. Here's another gift for you. Like, you know, this, this is going to lead you to the next thing. And I would say the hardest part has been when you really have to say no more, you know, and that feels like the most draining, mm -hmm. uh, similar to your like you're getting this message and now what okay like what the hell do I do like how where do I begin where do I start and I think we all know that um that support system that's when it can really come in um with a good group that holds us accountable and that's that's more or less what I'm wanting to co-create with people is creating this program for those that are really in the thick of it because mm -hmm. that's that's the hard stuff. And then kind of the fun and curious stuff is like, yeah, that question of what next, but you pay attention and you see just little things. And it's just that switch to now I'm choosing to listen and you can take it a step further and recognize like, wow, I'm never going to get off track again. Mm -hmm. An incredible thing to reconcile and it's never too late you could do it at any moment of your life um so yeah i feel really alive and excited by this this whole understanding and how it continues to be a process in my life and how i can root into it even more because there's definitely times where i'm just like my ego wants to play and it's like yeah. oh i'm just being this craziness over here and try to figure out this relationship from a place of ego instead of you know maybe an authentic forming of of connection and yeah so yeah relationships coming from a place of ego is is always a little disastrous really because it doesn't yeah. serve really anyone in the long run you know because it's not it's missing that that deeper element. I'm curious for you. Um, I want to hear how how does intuition when intuition comes to you, how and what ways do you know that there's information for you surrounding something? Like for me, for instance, like, you know, it'll be a thought. It'll be sometimes I'll like someone will ask me if I want to do something and I've I can't even tell you how many times in my life I overrode this. And now even more so after reading that, that one thing that I posted mm -hmm. about betraying myself is then I looked back at how many times did my heart clench or did I get a real little feeling in the pit of my stomach where it, it didn't resonate. There wasn't full, there wasn't flow in it. It was like, literally someone asked me a question and something in even physically in my body was like, no, even if it wasn't up here, like in my mind or in my conscience saying, no, I would have a reaction somewhere like something in my sphere and it like it for, for me it definitely comes from different angles in different ways and until I started to really understand that like do you want to go over here with me and then it's like something in me is like Ugh, you know mm -hmm. I don't know why do I not want to go with them do I not want to go to the play I don't know what it is but instead yeah. of going and 
Like it could just be, then you just have a horrible time or they sucked your energy, right? It doesn't even have to be some big dramatic thing. It's just like, well, that was a waste of time. Like that really didn't leave me feeling good hanging out with that person or going to that place. But my body told me not to do it. But because I didn't think it was a big deal, I did it anyway. And yeah, we can recover from it quickly, but did we really need to do all that? That wasn't an inflow moment. So I'm curious for you is, do you, do you find that within yourself as well? That intuition does come at you from different angles. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's in my stomach and I just feel super like stick to my stomach. And sometimes I'll feel like a weird pain in the back of my shoulder blades. Other times I'll start to get like a headache come on or just feel already really drained and tired by the thought of it. So it's definitely been a physical sensation for me, whether it like lifts me up and I take a deep breath and I'm like, Ooh, wow. Like actually that does feel energizing and exciting. Or if I'm kind of just like, Oh, like I already feel just not super stoked about that, that next step or spending time with that person or taking this leg of the journey with them in the car for seven hours, for instance. Mm -hmm. that happens oh and then you're like well you know shit do I not go with these people and then just stay here even though I felt like I'm supposed to go there that also happened to me recently and I decided to not go with a certain group of people for whatever reason and I stayed behind and then I ended up connecting with two women and we had a whole different adventure and it was like that's why like I was supposed to stay and meet these two girls and they were so happy to have me and just a whole new life-giving experience yeah yeah so, what we might look like what might be like a negative like oh I'm not going on this supposed what's supposed to look like a fun journey but you don't know when you follow your intuition because you followed it that day that it brought you something even more fulfilling and we don't trust I even think that process right there And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing to trust because we're like, oh, but if I stay here, you know, this looks like the boring choice or the lame choice, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. You could walk out your door and there's something, or you could have a huge thought that makes you sit down and write a book or write a film or write a piece of poetry. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what style you write in or maybe all of it, but like, you really don't know but because you don't allow yourself to follow that, you don't know what gems you could have gotten. And then you could have just been stuck in a car with for seven hours with people that you didn't really have that great a time with. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, and that's the thing. That's where, you know, there's these risks that we take. And I read a quote and it was like, no risk, no magic. Uh. So basically, you've got to take the risk. And, and that's, again, what happens when we commit. And there's a difference between just being like, which is what I feel like I've been doing up until now. Like, yeah, I get it, intuition. And I'm a part of, you know, these spiritual kind of communities and, and, and I fully am like, I fully feel like I'm there, but there's these huge phases that I go through where I'm not. And I'm, I, I portraying that I still am, but then internally, you know, we talk about doing the work and stuff. I'm denying all of this information that's coming through because whatever reason, like I, I don't want to, I'm not ready to do it yet, or mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to be brutally honest with people. And 
and my own self. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I can't. I notice that the longer we deny those parts of ourselves, um, kind of circling back to what you said in the beginning, the more we're going to have to make up for it um, in the long run. And and not, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just always perfect for for whatever your experience is. I know that's such a hard one right there. Like that whole dichotomy of like, you know, whatever is meant to happen is supposed to happen or that, you know what I mean? And that whole like free will versus da, 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 da. Like you'll end up on the right path anyway, but you could have saved yourself time, but then you wouldn't have learned all this, but it's all divine. And da, 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 da. <laughs> I think it's like yeah, really. It's endless. And it's it endless. A lot of confusion and anxiety. And so, yeah, life is really funny. <laughs> I it like the cosmic joke like whenever something so wild and intense and heartbreaking happens to me after I move through some heavier emotion I'm just like this is the cosmic joke like this is it like it's happening right now I'm playing me and this is all just here to like continually show me more of me and more of what is possible like the pain that does exist here as much as the beauty and it can't always be we would just be in this disney show that like i don't know i mean it's it's not as not we want intensity we want some level of like excitement and mm -hmm. to know how it feels to have freedom after you've just felt suffocated for however long and yeah i mean that's why they like a lot of uh, teachers talk about is is why we chose to come into this earth dimension and take these forms when in other dimensions and other planets and other spaces, they, because they don't, this is the planet of polarity. The third dimension mm -hmm. is polarized is that mm -hmm. when you don't have this physical form, when you don't come to this particular dimensional structured place, as a soul, it, you, it, like you said, you don't have, like, it's like you get bored mm -hmm. or you can't evolve. Like you need to have the opposition to, to, to go further. So why yeah. in, in different schools of thought that I've read about the, even just the creation of earth alone is that different races came together wanting a place for this purpose and they mm -hmm. came, they lowered themselves from higher dimensions to come and, and have a place to come to have this planet of polarity, to have this experience so that they could go further in their ascension journey. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I've heard it put in so many different ways and I think it's all valid because like, what do we actually know in that way of like what's happening past right. life? But yeah, the, the polarity journey. I think that's exactly what we're experiencing here. And as close as I think I am to like figuring it out, like these formulas, I mean, now we've, there's like scientists that are dissecting the flow state. I thought oh, that wow. was fascinating. And they're teaching it at these like $10,000 workshops, like in Aspen or something. And people are paying because they're like, yeah, this is a real phenomenon, you know? And if you could figure out how to continually have these states of consciousness that are like exciting and 
rejuvenating and life-giving, like why not? And there's something to it. There's something about traveling movements, also like not worrying about money, which is such a big one. And just being open and receptible is kind of more or less what they're saying, like kind of creates these flow states to then Mm -hmm. take place. And it's the same with the intuition. The intuition to me is like the natural flow state without having to like come up with it's your personal flow state it's designed just for you and only you and I speak a lot about the higher self connection and when I say higher self I think what I'm speaking to is like our angelic self Mm -hmm. and that is also in connection to the spirit realm and all your spirits maybe you have the deceased family member like my dad, he's passed away. And so I, I often feel like my higher self is constantly still communing with my dad. And, you know, maybe he's even like putting my prayer a little bit like closer to whoever needs to read it to like have something happen, mm-hmm. um, that piece. And I'll never forget one, one time I had this conversation. I was sitting outside of my bedroom and I just closed my eyes and I really just started listening to the wind, to the birds, to the noise. And I found this deep silence that then was like this telephone to my higher self. And she just told me, she just like downloaded everything I needed to know. Like, you're not happy. You need to get out of this situation. You need to trust me and start like, get to going like pack up your stuff and like let's go mm-hmm. and in that moment I heard an airplane overhead like my consciousness went into this hearing the airplane mode and I'm like terrified of airplanes like, oh I love travel but for whatever reason my ego doesn't quite understand how I'm traveling in this moving airplane and I could feel as the airplane was overhead just like all of my fear like washing over me it was just some like you know simultaneous representation of my small self and my higher self and the sphere being washed away so that I could just like start where I was for the rest of my life and that's where I was like I need to be in touch with my higher self like all the time yeah yeah that's really powerful I I feel that too. Like I, I turned 41 this year and turning 40 mm-hmm. for me, like, you know, they talk about like, you said you, are you 28? 28. Yeah. yeah. Cause they say like, you know, 27 to 30 is like your Saturn return. And it's this big time you go through to like, you know, whatever. And yeah, like my life was like messed up during that time, but I don't feel like I went through this big cathartic, huge transformation, you know, I didn't feel like I went into the cocoon and came out a butterfly after. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I did that from 37 to 40 and I feel like now, like there's being going into my forties, I'm like, there's so much that 
I feel like I need to honor now, like every day, every part of myself, like from my body to my spirit, to my health, to my mind, to what do I want? What do I need? What, what's good for me? What's good to be around? Like, and, and this huge, just really trust and honor everything mm -hmm. about me. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's very like, no, if, if your body says no, if your mind says no, if your spirit says no, if so, it's a no, like, don't, don't go there. Be, don't ration it. Don't make, you know, stop insulting yourself. Like stop yeah. putting yourself down, stop betraying yourself. Like there's in this next half of life or length of life. I mean, I don't know how long I'll be here. You know what I mean? I know it's for a while, so I don't know if I'm at a halfway point or I'm still going to, you know, technology might make me go now till I'm, they say that yeah, the human race text, technically the human race is supposed to live 800 to a thousand years. And that a long time ago, we've been hijacked on that. And that's why we're on this very short, uh, timeline of life but who knows like in the next i mean we just walked through the age of aquarius so we're in it we're going through it like anything can happen at this point so but i feel like my journey now from coming out of of that like going into my 40s like i feel like my saturn return happened you know a few years ago i have to honor myself daily on all levels. And that's just it. Like there's no negotiation of it anymore. Like there's no betraying myself anymore. So yeah. I and think how amazing is that too, for your loved ones, your friends or whoever you surround yourself with, they get to feel that like, wow, I feel special. Actually. I feel lucky. I feel grateful that Sarah wants to hang out with me tonight. And she has she feels that way about me, you know, mm -hmm. or about the situation or whatever it is. But I think that makes, yeah, just spending time with someone that much more valuable and precious. Mm -hmm. um, and even just who we send a text to, who we reach out to, yeah, it all matters. So. It all matters. And if it doesn't feel good, there's, there's a reason to that. You know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make you feel good when you leave their presence, pay attention to that understand what that is because it's something in you that you know and sometimes we just there's times we grow out of people and sometimes it's for the rest of you know our existence here and sometimes it's because they're just you're not in the same vibration which is okay but honoring that you know like honoring that you know what this relationship doesn't fulfill me it's not it did once it doesn't now like why am i hurting myself to struggle through this dinner or this coffee with someone that I don't feel good when I leave. Like I was just talking to this lady on the street the other day and she's a neighbor in my building and I left and I'm like, I don't feel good. Like, and yeah. nothing was really said. I was just left with this, like, and one of my other neighbors that I'm friends with, I'm like, I just talked to so-and-so and like, I never talked to her, but like, I don't, feel good. Like I have this weird energy, this weird, like film on me now. And now I'm, I like, it took me a minute to like, get that off, you know, like, cause I was outside with my dog and then I was talking to this lady, then my dog and I were walking and then my other friend pulled up. So I didn't ha I didn't do any real clearing or really fully put it all together until after I started talking to him, I'm like, wait, I was just talking to so-and-so. And now I'm like, Oh gosh, I need to go clear this energy. Like yeah. Now I know, like, I'm not really going to spend time talking with her. It doesn't, doesn't make me feel good. Right. Or this job, yeah. it doesn't feel, make you feel good. Why are you staying? 
I think we're so bred to think we don't have choices or, or like your intuition, like your story of like, you know, you, cho you, cho you chose not to do the one thing that seemed like it was going to be fun. And you thought maybe deep down, like staying home would be boring, mm -hmm. but you did it anyway, because you followed your intuition and then you were given a gift. It's like, we think that maybe, oh, I can't leave this job because it's all this is. And if I don't go over here and then so you don't leave and you stay miserable or you just have to constantly yeah. tell yourself why you're happy there. Then you leave exactly. and the whole world opens up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm still working on the piece of, I don't know, like, is it valuable to have a conversation with that person that, you know, maybe is a longtime friend or whatever, and it's not serving either. It's not serving you. Um, cause not, if it's not serving you, it's probably not serving either of you. Yeah. One and two, there's my water bottle. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. Like, is it, is it maybe polite to have a conversation or do we just ghost just like someone would on like, you know, after a first date, like, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's funny that you asked that because this has been a, a thing for me for a little while now. I was yeah. the queen of ghosting in my twenties before mm -hmm. I even, it had a term. So if you wanted to date right. me and I, you know, I was so I've ghost, I ghosted all over the place. Um, I would ghost friends as I've gotten older. I think it's really rude. <laughs> and I think the, and if you can't do it right away, fine. But at some point, because now I know friends that have ghosted me and just couldn't just mm -hmm. be like, hey, you did this or this happened between us. Or I'm just not feet. You know what I mean? Then you're left wondering, right. like, what did I do? Right. Did I offend them? Or do I just know it's not about me? Or like, I don't know. You know, um, I recently had a shamanic teacher that I was working with and it got messy. And I still have to write the email and I know I need to tell her why I pulled away and I pulled away from that community and I'm not going to work with her anymore. And it's a, that's honoring me and it's honoring how I want to be treated and the energy I want to be around. But I know, even though we only worked with each other, like you could be like, oh, well, we only worked for, for each other for like a year, you know, I feel like at this point, the honorable thing to do the respect for she did bring a lot into my life, even though it's like got really tainted just to honor what was the work that had been done over the past year. Mm -hmm. I do need to explain even for yeah. myself and my own voice, I feel like, um, cause it's hard. So that's why it should be done, you know? And I think we avoid those things cause we don't want it to get messy or we don't want you know, a lot of people get into attack mode and then they just kind of like come at you because they're hurt or whatever. And I think that's why we avoid it. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, if we flip it around on ourselves, like, would you just want, even if you kind of felt something with a friend was not right, would you want them to just disappear and not respond to you? You know? No, it's hurtful. Yeah. I mean <laughs> so I think like now that I'm like older, I like see it, but I couldn't see it when I was young. I was like, yeah, whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Me too. Yeah. I think I've definitely just kind of slowly walked away, trying not to make a scene in the psychic realm and just yeah. hope that they also understood, but it's, it's definitely not always the case. And because it's happened to me as well, it's just like, ouch, 
Yeah, you're kind of like yeah, every now and then, like some people that no longer talk to me, I'm still left hanging with, they'll come into my hat a little bit. Right. Like, why don't they want to, you know? And I, I don't, yeah. like I care, but I don't care, right? right. Like mm-hmm. in my day to day, I don't care. But every now and then I'd be like, well, it'd have been just nice to know if like, at least if I offended them or something, like. Exactly. Like, or that they were mad. To learn? Yeah, or they were mad that I like, you know, left my marriage and that didn't sit with them well. And so therefore they can't be friends with me and how I left my marriage. Okay, great. Like, then I know like that offended you, you know, or whatever. Like, I don't know, you know, I I think it is for our own personal growth or it's not about us. I mean, and they say it's not about us anyway, which it's not, but still it's like, you would like to know if you hurt someone, you could at least say like, Hey, we might not be doing this anymore, but I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. We're not vibing mm-hmm. anymore, but at least, yeah, like get to, you know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like some mean girl status. It could just be like, Hey, I have lots of love for you. And it's like, I've got some different type of energy that I would like to pay attention to happening for me. And, you know, I'm going to take a hiatus from this at this time I don't know yeah any form of communication personally I appreciate like you know as long as it's productive and not just putting someone down because that just is really traumatizing I think yeah going through enough as it is with our own mind yeah and (laughs) lives and everything that's going on at this point in the world it's you know it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah. I think gotta just respect, even if they disrespected you, even if they did a horrible thing to you, I don't know. I just feel like in your own self at the end of the day to clean up your own energies mm-hmm. is to just say what you need to say and then move on. Yeah. Because I feel like when you don't do that, you leave it lingering, you leave a little tie, you leave a little something, you know, even if your choice was to walk away there's still some sort of something that's not unfinished, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's like, they kind of say like, I don't remember where I was like listening to this recently, but especially right now in this ascension that we're going through anything that we can tie up in this lifetime, any karma we can balance out in this lifetime, especially out of any other lifetimes we've had, it's really important to do. And because where we're at and why people like us are here now doing the work that we're doing spiritually and everything is us helping humanity to ascend, right? And helping us go through this gateway and helping us go into the fifth dimension of unconditional love and all of that is also for us to get out of the karmic cycle. And any way we can do that to heal anything and have the forgiveness and maybe have the uncomfortable conversations and just tie up all the loose ends. I think in this particular timeline of, of ourselves and our lives and of earth right now, I think it's like of the most important to clear that up before we journey on out so we yeah. can keep this ascension going. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why now for me, um, where I'm at in my path, it means more than it did. I can't just ghost like I used to, you know, like it's something deeper in me of knowing that I need to tie up the stuff and not continue to create deep karmas that I, then I have to, okay, we're back here. You're now this person. I'm this person. Like, let's do it again. You know, like, no, let's figure this one out here and let's tie it up here and let's have our 
all our things and our forgivenesses and our, you know, whatever's let's just do, so we don't have to do it. Like, Oh, I'm going to go to my life review and see that I was horrible to you. And then I ghosted you (laughs) and then great. Now we have to go back just because I ghosted you. (laughs) Right. Totally. Like like God said, like sometimes, you know, it just, it also, we can give ourselves some time, especially if it's like relationship based, just because there could be so many still wrapped up emotions and manipulations that could happen. Oh yeah. So yeah. Like personally, my recent breakup, I feel needs a lot. You need a lot of time. Yeah. That's what I feel about my, my marriage too. Like my ex, Mm -hmm. I I never erased it because I've always felt like eventually I'm going to write back to him, but he wrote me this long email and I never responded Mm -hmm. and it, I wasn't ready to respond. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a place to respond. And I always felt bad that I haven't responded Right. And we've talked here and there because we've had to tie up different stuff over the years. And, um, but I know someday I'm going and I'm, I will, and I'm going to just write the email or make the phone call of, but I have to be in a different place. I have to have all of that energy from what was built up and the anger and the hurt and the, all of it, I need it to clear and I need mm-hmm. to like know what I've learned of what I learned. I need to know the what the process, you know, and then I can come back and be like, hey, you know, yeah. X, Y, Z, I'm sorry, but I see. And I even wrote to him at one point and I said, you know, we don't know what it is now or what the bigger picture of all this is. And it sucks. But like there, I know there's going to be, there's a bigger reason for this and we're not mm-hmm. going to know it now. And, yep. but I will re- like, I will reach out to him at some point when I'm clear, yeah. I have to be clear. Yeah. So we don't go into that because that you can easily fall into that, you know, <laughs> and I don't yeah, want that to, yeah, I can't be in that anymore, you know, in the energy of anything like with, yeah. yeah. I'm so curious about your Saturn return, returning, you know, 10 years later or whatever. <laughs> like, it's interesting. I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot though cuz I like I said it 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 didn't I had some things but it didn't hit me the way it hit me going later on. Late like yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know why it was constructed that way for me. I I I really don't. I feel like my 30s were a really big continuation of my 20s. I don't mm. I feel like the 30s like like my intuition told me when things were really hard for me in my 20s to just yeah. make it to your 30. They were just like whatever happens just make it to your 30. And I felt like on the day of my birthday I felt like this this veil lifted, right? Like one veil lifted and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like I see, you know, and then, but I still, like I said, I still feel like it was such a continuation. And then I went through the big impactful, like people like my ex would be like, you're going through a midlife crisis. I really don't like that word. And I really don't feel like that's what defined what I was, where I was at. Yeah. And I really feel like it looks beautiful. (laughs) Like looks fun. (laughs) Um, But I really feel like that, description of what a Saturn return is supposed to bring to you, what it does, where it catapults you to, I a hundred percent believe that mine came from 37 to 40. And then Mm -hmm. once I hit 40, like, I feel like it was a bunch of veils were lifted and I see Mm -hmm. my sight is so different now. 
I see everything and this world and our lives and our purposes and, and what we're doing. And I just have a complete different lens for everything now yeah, being in my forties and a complete different understanding. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't know you then, but I feel like I can hear it in your voice even, you know, just like you're, there's a graceful, like, sternness that comes through around what you you know give energy to what you believe in how you embrace life and it's still receptive you know like that feminine because we obviously we don't want to be too like pushing away Mm -hmm. either after we understand this new kind of information of like how to protect ourselves and I feel like, yeah, you really, it feels like you, you have that pretty down path like, now. Yeah, like I've stepped into grace. I think like, yeah. it's like, you know, like the under the t- intense pressure comes the diamond, comes the sparkle. It's like, yeah. all of this didn't break me, it made me. I know that's so cliche, but it's true. It's like, I don't have the anger in my heart that I had. I don't have, I don't get right. depressed. Like I might like, eh, like right now, this is kind of like, it's cold, it's gray. It kind of makes me sad, yeah. but I'm not depressed. Yeah. I'm not like crying. I'm not able to like, I can get up in the morning and walk my dog. Right? right. But I think like, you know, and another cliche is like with age comes wisdom. I think when you walk a path for so long and you have trials and tribulations and you stand back up and you stay alive and you do this and you do that. And like, you can go through this and you can go through that and you're like, holy shit, I am still living. I am still together in my mind. I am together in my heart. I have more compassion for humans and the people around me more than I ever have. Like I have an, with my understanding, it, it, some people I think go into it. Like there's a path of two ways you get into the ego and you're like, I'm all knowing. And I'm just, I know everything. Right. Yeah. Or it's holy shit. I'm humbled. (laughs) I'm still standing. I know a shit ton. I'm sure there's so much more and there will be because now I know also the shit never ends. It's like, I know more veils are going to be peeled and more veils are going to be peeled. Like what's 50 going to be like, holy shit, whatever I go through now from that decade. I don't know. man. The word humble is just like lit me up because that's just the energy around that word. Like to me, that just says so much about, yeah, I just love it. I love whenever people say like you know I'm I'm just gonna stay humble because I don't know and even when I get excited about anything right now I'm just like I'm just gonna stay humble about it like I don't want to get my hopes up I don't want to move too quickly think that I know that this is going to turn out a certain way yeah I think it's definitely honor the celebration when the celebrations come you know but I, I didn't when even I, think of it as such as being humbling till I just said it till it actually just kind of really came over me. Like, no, I, I am, I am humbled to this journey now, but I think it's like, yeah, it's getting your hopes up to a degree to keep the energy flowing, you know? Right. But not getting yeah. too attached. And uh, cause then, because then you're like attached to outcome, I guess. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then it won't work. And then now like what my yoga teacher would say is now you're on the pendulum swing, you know, what goes up must comes down. What goes too far one way is going to go way far the other way. So it's like kind of just creating that equilibrium balance, being happy or excited, but yeah, not, I think it's just, it comes into what the minute you try to grasp and attach, then it's like more and more. So now I think it's just, it won't, it's going to hit you in the face. (laughs) Yeah. 
and that was like the whole Buddhist approach too was like but yes I agree with you as far as if when there's celebration I love celebration like Mm -hmm. I love it I mean we kind of live for that yeah (laughs) but yeah around just like not getting because then we could get let down when we're anticipating something going a certain way or like a fantasy love story which often happens for me and then it was like actually no like never mind that wasn't anything to do with you yeah whatever not getting our hopes up so that we're not just disappointed and finding ourselves in a depression again and yeah staying humble yeah like for instance I'm going to be sitting in a ayahuasca ceremony on Saturday and I haven't sat with that type of medicine in about like five years now oh wow Um, and there's so many ceremonies out here uh, in the jungle and it it Mm -hmm. seems just like the perfect place to kind of do that internal work um for myself and there's definitely a lot of connotation I have around ceremony these days just because it's become such a Thing. thing to do so it's a sensitive topic for many including myself um and that's what brings up like the humble thing again of okay I'm gonna step out of my mind you know not judge myself and the people that are calling this into their lives and my experience in the past even and yeah just continue to show up like in my own authentic honor and reverence and knowing nothing of my previous experience like yes we know some things but I don't feel like it's worthy to like bring in what we think we know besides like doing things with reverence and honor Um, and it's the same with the peyote ceremony you know it's like sure I've sat in many different looking situations and like this one happened to be in Malibu and like I could have had all these judgments about it but instead I'm just like no these people are showing up for this experience and each one like of us are going through a vulnerable time in our lives and looking for impactful change and um, who am I to praise that as right or wrong Mm -hmm. and so these are just things that remind me of the word humble and like staying humble You know, it's like, I hear you on that, the whole thing about, like, I feel like a lot of things are becoming so much more commercialized or pop culture-y, right? Or like the in thing to do, right? And I've looked at that as one of two ways, because even when I first moved to LA in my early 20s, well, I was 20 when I moved here, but in the early 2000s, I meant to say, is... Like when I got introduced to yoga, like hardly anyone was doing yoga, right? And I was eating, like I was like introduced to like raw food and organic food and kale and all this stuff. And like, you know, in different places, my friends are like, you're weird and what's that? And da 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 you know? And then even like when I was like, I've always been on a spiritual path if it's led me down different things and what I've studied and learned and been around and, and, and stuff. And yeah. crystals have been with me my whole life. And, um, I grew up in a Catholic family, so it's not like I was introduced to this stuff through having parents that walked this path, right? And so then, you know, in the last few years of people, even the stuff that people used to make fun of me about, now they're doing it or they're into it or they're curious about it. And I've had to sit with that because I could look at that as one of two ways, like, oh, come on, you know what I mean? Like, oh, these other people are like, whatever. 
But then my other humbler self, like my non-egoic self, I'm like, oh my God, great. Even if some of this, I don't necessarily believe in the way that they're doing it. It feels a little too commercial or like whatever. I would rather have people have their awakening and have their journey and have them experience this than not. And if it looks like this for them right now, as their interim, as their intro, as their thing, then fine. Like our journeys have brought us further. You know what I mean? So we're more seasoned in it, but like, and then also in the timeline of us going to the fifth dimension, it is, it, it is in time of like, okay, you know, if we look at it either from, even from a higher level, we need to inundate these people with this energy or these tools or this stuff, because more people need to wake up and we need to happen this, have this happen faster. So if it means they go to ceremony, we bring them to ceremony. If it means we pop up more crystal shops, that might look a little bit too commercial. We pop up the more crystal shops and might look too commercial. You know what I mean? So like, I've actually, I've even had that same thing. And, and I just, what's interesting about the, about the ceremony thing is that I didn't know how I felt at this stage in my life of even doing different medicines, for instance, uh, marijuana and me don't work. We never have, we don't, it just, our chemical makeup together doesn't function at all. And, um, so I've tried to be a pothead a few times. It just, it doesn't work out. And, um, I was really good with alcohol. Like that was my thing. And, and for me in my time, it was ecstasy. Now it's MDMA, but ecstasy and I loved each other. We had a, we had a, we had a short affair. It was great. Um, it stripped all the serotonin out of my brain and I had to be put on antidepressants. So (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but I look back at even like the first time, like I did mushrooms when I was 17 and ate an eighth by myself on an empty stomach and just trip my face off, you know? in my friend's parents house and they were out of town and it was our last day of school and i'll be honest with you because the peyote ceremony was the first sitting in medicine ceremony that i've ever been in i've been in other ceremonies but that was the first one of that kind for me mm-hmm. i wish that when i was young in my teens experimenting or opening up my mind or going through the journeys that i actually could have done it in ceremony and not the way that i did it just being a young kid candy flipping stuff. You know what I mean? I would have loved to have been able to have access and learn to honor and really understand and go through the journey and being in a a very sacred container where I'm held and properly nourished through it. So I think there's something to be said to that too, of people that maybe were scared and want a journey now that it is more popular that if they're going to do it, that they're going to do it in a space that they can get the most from it. And through our peyote ceremony, I realized, I don't know if you remember anything of what I kind of shared about in my journey with it, but how my journey with the, it started days before in dream time. And then when I actually held the peyote button, like the energy that came from it and just shot through my body. Like I've had that with crystals. I've never felt that from a plant and the connection that I had to this plant in specific was so powerful. And then I've always had a very strong connection, even though it's not in any of my genealogy to the Native American culture since I was really young. I said I wanted to marry into it because I wanted to learn deeper teachings. And a couple of years ago, actually, when I was deciding to get divorced, I spent some time in Sedona by myself. I went and got an Airbnb there to just get away from everything. I've been going to Sedona since the early 2000s. Like I, I, I just have such a connection there. So I'm like, I'm going to go there. 
before I went to my uncle's uh, memorial in northern, northeastern um, Arizona. And on my drive out, so I'm on the 10, there's nothing, you know, it's all desert. I have this vision of me as a Native American woman riding across the desert on the horse, and it was so strong. And then I went and got this tarot reading by this lady. And she's like, I see you as Native American in your past life. And you're around here, you're in the Southwest. And ever since I first stepped foot into the Southwest, I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this place? Like, I don't necessarily feel like I need to live here right now, but I feel this like pull. And my parents now live in Phoenix. So I go there a lot from Minnesota. They retired to Phoenix. And she goes, you, you definitely have past life, Native American woman, and I'm like, okay, I just had this vision driving here, driving oh, up Arizona. And she goes, you have very strong ties to the Four Corners mm-hmm. area. And I was like, okay, I went there once, like briefly, my brother and I driving across the US, we stopped there. We hadn't slept for 24 hours. We were like cracked out of our minds. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I'll go back. Um, but then it's funny because I, Phoenix and I decided not to research the peyote before we went into the ceremony because she'd never done it either. So I didn't read anything. I didn't look at anything. I didn't know how we were going to be taking it. So the fact that in my dream that we were drinking it and then we drank it, I had no idea that was even going to happen. So my dream was telling me. So then I started researching the peyote after the experience. And it says it only grows in certain parts of the world. The Southwest being around New Mexico, East, uh, yeah. Eastern Arizona area, like Four Corners area-ish over there. And then parts of Mexico. And that's when everything full circled for me. That's when I just dropped into like, oh my God, I know this medicine. I've been working with this medicine in past life. I've done ceremony with this medicine. I, that's why it was reminding me, you know me. That's why my dreams came up. You already know what a peyote experience is like. That's why you can dream be, being on peyote. You know all of this. And wow. I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Wow. Talk about full circle of something that was so sporadically from an from something I was interested in when I was little to having a feeling of the Southwest to having the vision to someone confirming the vision, you know? So in, in that aspect too, is like me even being kind of like, Oh, the, the, all these kids or people going out doing their ceremony. It's such the hip thing to do the ayahuasca. I don't know, you know, to then, Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't tell you this, like three weeks before that peyote ceremony, my, intuition my guides told me this because i was didn't do any alcohol nothing all of 2020 i was completely squeaky clean they said 2021 will be your your year of ceremony and medicine and you won't look for it but if it comes on your path you're gonna do it and then three weeks later i got the call from phoenix about this thing in malibu and so it's like just in a sense, like a story or like that, or like my experience, you know what I mean? And I even had it, I looked at the way you looked at it, right? Before I even knew anything of like, all oh, these people and their ceremonies, and you know, or whatever, like it's so too popular. It's too such a thing, you know, that's why I'm looking at not ceremony. I'm not uh, to actual ceremony. I think it's beautiful. But when anything becomes trendy, I then resist, but I let, I stepped into it and it showed me something. Yeah. And now I'm like, I have to be grateful for allowing myself, even though it's trendy, Mm -hmm. that it was there and it came across my path. And it's, I think it's just the beginning for me. 
I don't even know where this is going to take me. Wow, that's a beautiful, potent story. Yeah. And I didn't even know that was going to happen jumping into your car. You know what I mean? Like, well, we were driving up the mountain. Like, I didn't, I had no clue that it would have, it became such a bigger thing than I'm just going to on this Sunday go do some peyote in Malibu. Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so for some of us, experiential living is the way in, you know, and that's why it's so courageous to say yes to things to, I mean, even down to the program that I'm offering now, like I had such a resistance because again, another fad thing is like to have a program or be a coach or whatever. No people, we can't be, you know, younger than the person we're coaching or what, like that's where my resistance is. There's just a lot of people my age that are going out and, and, and I get it. Like for sure, there's some ancient beings down here. And so they, they really feel called to that work. Amazing. So, and that's where I started to kind of check myself. Like, well, there, there are offerings that we intuitively have and are ready to share for maybe it's just one person that feels drawn in. But anyway, you know, yeah. just on the existing something, it's really interesting what's on the other side of that or what is that judgment and, and how can we maybe like dip our toes in a little bit more to see if there's something that actually wants us to like walk into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I love your and storytelling. That's another huge key to understanding intuition because it's the whole story. It's the bigger picture. Uh And then as you're telling the story, you're figuring out details. You're like, Whoa, I didn't even think of that yet. And so, yeah. And then um, that sparks other people like, Oh yeah, I had, I've had that. Oh my gosh. I'm intuitive. (laughs) You know, like, Oh, I've had that. Oh, I've had that. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's so many things, even Ron in his storytelling and his discourses that day that he was saying that was just like, yeah, yeah. Or like, I've never looked at it from that angle. I love the way that um, now I just forgot what tribe he's from. Navajo, uh, yeah. right? Navajo? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like yeah. the Navajo people look at this way of doing, like he changed something huge in me by listening to him about about just making choices and like that it's not wrong. And even if it goes wrong, it's not a big deal. And you just recourse from that point instead of like beating yourself up forever that you supposedly made the wrong decision. And I love that teaching. That teaching was probably like out of everything he said, I think that one like hit me the most and was probably out of all of them. If I really think about more of them, I probably could think of them, but like that's the one that stuck with me that that was my nugget I took out of that ceremony for sure yeah yeah I, I felt like you got that, that yeah experience. a lot a lot yeah. but it was divinely guided for me you know like I feel like it was all just really it, I was meant that especially I think just because they like my guides told me if ceremony and medicine come on your path you're going to say yes and you're going to go you know they already planted it so I feel like that was so divinely planned in my life to, to happen. Um, Cause I sat like, after I got the message, I sat for like maybe 10 minutes and 
And the biggest thing for me was money. Like, was I, it was expensive. Like, do I put my money into this when, you know, I really shouldn't, you know what I mean? But like, that was priceless. It was like, I would do it all over again, you know? Um, Cause it, like they say, it's like not about, it wasn't about the money at the end of the day. Like, I'm glad I allowed myself to put the money part aside and have the experience because that's saving $350 in my bank mm-hmm. account to spend on something that's not meaningful or having a whole, you know, deep, profound experience. Like that's what life is, you know? Exactly. That's where money yeah. just really just like puts such a wrench in things sometimes when you get caught or stuck in that. And we're programmed to, it's in us, you know, that mm-hmm. it can, sometimes it fully does because you really can't fully find the way in that moment. And maybe that just wasn't the right time, but like can be the hindrance and limiting the experience, you know, and that's something I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out and work on and sort through and deprogram. And, you know, it's, that's not an easy program to, to be able to, I've felt thus far, I could be wrong. Um, It's, it's a very deep seated program, but I feel like the more I let go, you were saying if we scale it back to the beginning you know the more you let go and trust the more it all just falls into place and you start enjoying the process a little bit more than i just don't have money i can't do it yeah but i feel like you know it's easier said than done like everything and once you have it then you're like oh okay well yeah now i can just flow but can we flow when we have dollars in our bank account you know, not that I want to call that in, but I'm kind of curious, like, yeah, hmm, what would happen? Yeah. Can, can, yeah. Can we, I think that's the ultimate test. I mean, I hear stories. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's an interesting, there's so many interesting like loopholes and ways of thinking, how thoughts affect our well-being and our current experience, um, our company, and yeah, yeah. So, really need to take time to just be with ourselves. Um, I don't know if you've looked into human design yet, but that's another really interesting one. And um, as an emotional manifester myself it asked that I take like three days before making a big decision oh because my emotions get involved and so at first like no like I don't know but then the next day I might be like you know what I'm really excited and the next day I might be like you know what no like I think that's it. so it's getting clear on decision making and wow, and your your true. There's so process. many decisions we're constantly making mm-hmm. all the tuition program because there's something about patience. Part of the like the universe tests us. Like, okay, well, if you could just wait a little bit longer before you say like yes or no, then we'll we'll help you out in a certain way. Right. But yeah. One of my girlfriends is really into human design. So she sends me stuff. Um, it hasn't called me yet. I haven't been called to it. And I tell, I laugh with her about it. I'm like, you learn it. 
you know, you be the human design person. And I haven't had the calling to, to travel down that yet. I probably will eventually. Um, I know a little bit, I don't know a lot, but she's kind of like my go-to if I need to know things. She always tells me what I am and I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's just another thing. They're all really fascinating things, but, um, they are, I try not to like get too heady about it. I think that again, we're just beings having a be now experience and all these other things are just resources to help us um, navigate better understand our yeah yeah gate of sitting on a rock there's been no like comfortable sitting Spot. situation on this rock well i'm even so, on a fluffy pillow and now my butt's starting to hurt <laughs> yeah it's just a rocky rock but yeah this is been really nice been really nice i even like forgot at some point like that we were just even here that we were even have these conversations yeah recording i know i feel like i'm just timing you i know that's how i feel i'm like oh yeah we're doing we're doing a whole show (laughs) that's the best yeah i love it because we are just like in it (laughs) i mean yeah i'm not excited but i kind of am to see you know how this comes up on YouTube. This is like my first YouTube podcast situation. I've done YouTube and I've done podcasts, but to offer both to do at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, you should get off your rock and I'm going to go walk around and get something to eat. (laughs) All right. It's been a, well, thank you for for hanging out with me today. Thank you for hanging out with me. This has been so beautiful. Yeah. Likewise. And let's do it again. Let's do it again. Keep in touch. Absolutely. Okay. Um, And then send me, so wait, when are you launching? When are you launching your course? Um, April 7th. Okay. Question. April 7th will be the first day and it'll be on Wednesdays and Sundays from 6 p.m. to 7, 730. And yeah, the first week will be really kind of, we'll keep it simple. We'll get to know one another in the group i'm hoping to have at least like seven to ten people in the group um so that we can really feel the sense of community and um i'm also going to be having like guest kind of friends enter that i feel are also really resourceful to listen to and Mm -hmm. um who are great tellers so yeah just wanting to share as much as i can in the four weeks and it's awesome. super reasonably priced it's 149 dollars for two phone calls a week um for a month so please if you feel called to um i'll share my information here and just email me and we can hop on a phone call and i can share more about it yes detail. that's awesome i love it i love it i love it thank you thanks for your support yes Absolutely. And if you do um, create any sort of like a uh, social media, like flyer for it or something, um, tag me in it or pass it over to me so I can put it on my page as well for like that to get it out there. And then, like I said, I'll put all the information for this in the um, descriptions. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your day. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds right. good. You as well. Thank you. Bye. Bye.